chair of the Childhood Obesity Foundation, Dr. Tom Orshosky. Dr. Tom, thank you so much for taking the time. My pleasure. Thanks for your interest. Yeah, so, I mean, what, what is, I guess, the biggest takeaway that you have from what was coming down on, on Tuesday here with the B.C. budget? I mean, uh, a 7% tax increase, to me, it doesn't sound like a, a big amount. It doesn't sound like something that would deter too many people from necessarily buying, uh, you know, a soft drink when they're out on a hot day or whatever the case may be. But uh, from what I understand, you know, there is some research out there that says even just a small tax increase is going to have a significant impact on how much we as British Columbians consume. Can you tell me a little bit about how this will impact just our kids and how much they they consume? Well, I would say that in terms of the evidence base around a sales tax and reduction in consumption, there isn't a lot to go with. What the evidence uh, is solid around is an excise tax, which is different. Uh, in Canada, only the federal government can institute an excise tax. And the difference is that cost uh, increase appears on the sticker price of the product on the shelf. So if you're looking at the shelf and you have a sweetened beverage, say a liter cost a dollar twenty, the unsweetened beverage not subject to the excise tax is only a dollar, then you get a nudge in purchasing towards a cheaper product. And also that, that price differential is probably also a nudge in terms of why is this product being taxed and you think more about the health implications of it. A sales tax, which is what we're doing here in BC now, and really what we're doing is nothing overly bold, we're bringing our tax policy in alignment with almost every other province in Canada. You don't see that price differential until you look at your sales receipts because you're not aware that, it's, that this one product is subject to the sales tax and the other one isn't. So how much effect it'll actually have on purchasing at the cash register, uh, I think is a little bit up in the air, but the fact that everyone's now talking about this is making people realize that drinking sugary water uh, is actually not that good for you. The overconsumption of sugary water isn't good for you. And I think consumers in British Columbia, parents in British Columbia, are going to think twice about the purchases. I think that's going to be the real return on investment here. Okay, so the, really the, the PR almost that is coming as a result of this conversation starter is really more valuable, you think, than the actual sales tax itself. Is, is that, that's how I understand what you're saying, basically. Absolutely. I think I, I think taxes on sugary products are important, but it should be an excise tax that only the federal government can do. But these sort of discussions are really important because uh, there's a lot of marketing around drinking sugary drinks uh, in favor of it, and kids are bombarded by it, adults are as well. So we, we become sort of numb to the fact that you're drinking sugar water. All these extra calories that you are consuming with a meal tend to get stored, and it doesn't get stored as muscle. This is something we really have to think twice about in terms of our daily habits. And, uh, you know, you with the uh, Childhood Obesity Foundation, um, you know, just how much of an impact, I guess, does... Um consuming these types of beverages in our younger years and in our teens sort of influence um, what our health outcomes look like uh, into adulthood. Can you talk a little bit about just how much it is consumed when we are, you know, younger, when we're in our teenage years and we're probably more likely to want to drink, uh, you know, Pepsi and Coke and that kind of stuff as opposed to, uh, you know, just having a glass of water? Um, you know, just how significant of an impact is that when we are, uh, you know, in those teenage years? It can be quite significant. So uh, in those age demographics, the higher, the highest consuming group are teenage males. And in Canada, on average, they're consuming between four to 600 mils per day of a sugary drink. Now, this is an average, meaning that there's probably about a third of kids that don't drink at all. So those who drink the products are drinking a lot. And it only takes an extra 100 
calories per day to gain a pound of fat per month. So as for, for some youth, as a result of their sugary drink consumption, they are putting on excess weight and graduating into adulthood already overweight or obese. And it's very difficult to turn this around. So the simplest way to get rid of added sugar in the Canadian diet is to decrease the amount of sugary drinks that we consume. Can you say that stat one more time for me? A hundred calories a day. Um, I already forgot it, but uh, oh, well, but an extra hundred calories per day, every day, can re- can result in a pound of fat gained per month. So it doesn't take a lot of extra calories to add up over a month. So it's it's small little bits here and there, which are generally responsible for the excess weight gain uh, that people experience. Yeah, that's a, a kind of a staggering stat, just uh, from my own perspective, just thinking about how much I uh, eat sometimes on a, on a monthly basis. Um, so what, with that in mind, I mean, just what kinds of um, health issues can result from that overconsumption of sugary beverages? What sorts of concerns uh, can result uh, for those younger people into adulthood? Like, I mean, we're talking about type 2 diabetes. We're talking, I spoke with the Heart and Stroke Foundation earlier, and there's obviously concerns that, um, you know, these types of overconsumption of these sugary beverages can lead to to heart issues and and uh, potentially cause strokes I guess later in life what uh, what are the immediate I guess concerns um, for for younger kids is it obesity and diabetes are those sort of the big two They're the big two so when you when sugary drinks have some unique properties and I don't want to get too deep into the biochemistry of it all but uh, the the sugar is sucrose or high fructose corn syrup. It's a combination of two different sugars. One of those sugar uh, elements, fructose, is linked with the development of fatty livers. So we are seeing an epidemic of fatty liver disease in children and youth. And you you can't just look at someone and see that they have a fatty liver. It's something you have to do by ultrasound. That's probably related to excess sugar in the diet. So in terms of health implications in childhood and youth, it's not an obvious one, but we're, that's one of the first things that we see. The sugary drink consumption, though, then causes excess weight gain. And if excess weight gain is present for a long period of time, even in adolescence, that's when we begin to see type 2 diabetes, which we never used to see in teens, but we're beginning to see uh, it develop now. Most of the ill health really appears into the 30s, 40s, and 50s from prolonged exposure to being overweight. So that's heart disease, type 2 diabetes, 13 different cancers and strokes. But sugary drinks have unique properties in that regardless of your weight, you can have a what appears to be a healthy weight, but if you have a high sugary drink consumption, you're at increased risk for heart disease and type 2 diabetes. So this product, when consumed in excessive amounts, so we're not talking one or two drinks per week, that's quite a safe amount, but Mm -hmm. one or two drinks per day, which a significant part of the population consume, is associated with very significant health risks. Well, Dr. Wachowski, thank you so much for taking the time. Unfortunately, we are out of time, but uh, there's a lot of interesting information there. And um, yeah, now I'm uh, getting into my 30s here, so I guess it sounds like I got to start smartening up and and worry about what I consume a little bit more. But uh, thanks so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. You're most welcome. Awesome. That was Dr. Tarm Warshawski, Warshawski, excuse me. Um, he is the uh, chairman of the Childhood Obesity Foundation.